Hello, and welcome to our Talks with Talent Search podcast. You are here for episode number two, our monthly podcast episode. So for December, we're going to be discussing applying for college, all the ins and outs of applying for college. And we chose that topic this month because most of you will have about two weeks off from school. And so this would be a great time to listen to the podcast and take some of these tips and get some college applications done if you haven't already. All right, so the first question we're going to jump into today is what is the first step in applying to colleges? I will start with that one. So the first step is going to be thinking about SAT and ACT scores. Okay, so first is backtrack a little bit. SAT and ACT. These are generalized standardized tests that are put out there for college students, well, high school students who want to go to college one day. They are important because they let colleges know whether you live in Indiana or Quincy or LA in California, what you have learned while you've been in high school, okay? Because they don't know you yet. They don't know your family yet. And so they have to find some way to figure out what do you already know? Because the whole point of college is to actually get in, stay and graduate. So these tests have a math portion. They have a reading portion. There's usually an essay portion and the ACT specifically has a science portion going to be generalized topics that hopefully you should have researched or you should have learned sometime while you were in high school. One thing students find sometimes is they're a junior or a senior and they haven't had a math class in a minute. And so they feel like the math is math from ninth grade. So that's why you see people studying for the SAT and the ACT because yes, they know the topics, but it's just they haven't used it recently. So that's kind of where you start, your SAT or ACT. So ask yourself this right now if you're listening. Have I taken these tests already? One, okay. How did my score, how is the range of my score? And then is the college I'm looking at, what range of score do I need? Okay. Highly selective schools want higher scores. Okay. There's also schools that might be looking at you for a sports scholarship or another program, and maybe they want a middle-of-the-road score, and then there are going to be some schools that the SAT or ACT is optional. You have to do that research online, but it will be on the school's website or call their admissions office. And I think it's also really important to know that if you don't get the score that you want right away, you can take the SAT and ACT as many times as you want. So take them as early as you can. So if you don't get the the score that you want, you can still go back and retake the test before it's due for whatever college that you're going to. I agree with that. Ninth and 10th graders should be practicing. 11th graders should be taking it already. And seniors definitely should be taking it. That's kind of how the timeline goes. For our next question, what's the deal with all of these essays? So when applying for college, obviously you're going to be required to write a few essays. Some colleges will have you write super, super long ones. Some colleges don't want them super long. Really just depends on the college. But a lot of students are typically really nervous to write these essays and think that they're going to be about something super educational or super something just super hard to write about. But usually they're actually about like life experiences, a hardship you face a very important person or influential person in your life or something of that nature. So it's really an opportunity for you to basically show the college that you're applying to who you are and so they can learn about what you've been through, where you're coming from, what kind of person you are. So definitely if you get the chance to see any 
college essay prompts, maybe go ahead and just practice writing a short 400 word essay, just so you can kind of understand the framework of what your essay needs to be like. But um, we have a special guest with us today. Um, her name is Zoe. She works with us at Talent Search now. We're super excited. And she's currently um, here at TCC actually in school. And so I was going to ask her a question about essays because yes, you're right, Lauren, you want to write them to get into college. But then Zoe, do you continue to write essays when you get in college? Yes. <laughs> so see, <laughs> simple as that. You see, this essay thing is a part of your college experience, okay? You find anybody that has graduated from anywhere, okay? And they're going to tell you that they had to do essay writing. So for some of the students who just, they just don't like it, I say you have to find a way to get over that because it's going to be a part. You, right. won't, you don't get to escape. Away. Yes. You don't get to escape the essays. <laughs> you know, even those athletes on the field that we admire, somehow someone's writing an essay. <laughs> so just remember that. And so for our next question, what um, do you know what your major is going to be? What is your major going to be? Well, one of the uh, important steps in going to college is choosing a major. Um, for some people, they know automatically this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be when I graduate. And it's a very, very easy process in uh, deciding what your major is going to be. But sometimes you have uh, you know, some, some students that aren't very sure. And so it's always good to have, you know, a backup plan. So instead of just picking one major, this is who I am, this is, if you're not sure, why don't you pick a couple of them? The reason being is if you find out in your freshman year when you start your core classes and you may have to take a class in that particular major and it's not something that you're real comfortable with or you don't really like it, you have the opportunity to change your major. And when you change them, when you have two, uh, two different choices, then uh, you have a little bit of variety and it makes you, uh, more motivated, uh, not only in your core classes, but to see if this is the right major for you. Uh, myself, for an example, I, I started out when I went went to college. Originally, I was an accounting major, and I found out after about two or three classes, I did not like accounting. Yeah. It was so boring, and uh, I hated it. And so uh, I ended up changing my major, and um, I was actually really, really happy when I ended up graduating. So. Um, you know, if you if you start out with just one and, you know, this is what you've always wanted to be great and you're passionate about it, go for it. But it's always great to have a, a, at least two majors uh, or either have a major and a minor. Mm -hmm. And for some people, I know uh, some of my college friends, they ended up liking their minor more than they liked their major. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up changing their minor to become their major and picking something else. So um, uh, make sure you know that uh, you have the opportunity to choose more than just one. Lauren, so you've been at TCC for a while and you're gonna be transferring to university soon. So what about you when it comes to majors? Have you stayed the same? Have you changed your mind? Absolutely not. I've not <laughs> stayed the same major and I'm glad that I didn't stay the same major. I originally was gonna to go to first TCC and then UCF and do their entertainment management major. So I was like a business management major here at TCC. Mm -hmm but I ultimately decided that's not what I want to do anymore, even though that had been what I wanted to do from literally childhood. Mm -hmm. But I've realized that now I want to kind of follow after my dad's footsteps, I guess, but I changed my major to criminology and criminal justice, mm -hmm. which is something that I'm very passionate about and really enjoy. And I'm really glad that I did switch it because it's also, you know, just super, it's more fun when you like the class that you're taking and 
you are it's not it's not a class it's like I get to go and I learn but it's exciting mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to change my major however don't necessarily be the kid that's changing their major every <laughs> semester yes. just because eventually you will be wasting money and falling behind obviously because with certain majors you need to be taking certain classes but it is okay to feel out and try out some different things if you're unsure and another thing about choosing a major choosing a major can't is is a very very important part of you choosing what school mm -hmm. you're going to attend for sure um, because um, if you decide to go to just say um, Florida State University if you go to Florida State University uh, once you leave whatever school you decide to go to and they don't have a major that you're interested in then why choose to go to that particular school mm -hmm. and so it's really really important to know these and research it especially after you take your SATs and your ACTs mm -hmm. um, make sure you research those particular schools to make sure that they have not only your major but your minor that you might be interested in right and yes. never just assume because there were a lot of majors I assumed FSU had do not have they're very big majors you would think a lot of big schools would have the major that you're thinking and you'd be surprised there's a lot of schools that either don't have that major or have the most niche specific major that's so bizarre but who knows yeah. that could be what you're looking for and you know visualization you know I used to be a teacher so that's important to me <laughs> so if you're saying to yourself majors i don't really even understand what that means so it's, it's a field of study you know so thinking about all these jobs that people are doing out there there are different fields of study to get them there so somebody who is maybe a newspaper columnist okay but then someone who's a doctor and then somebody who also owns their own business different tracks got them there okay and so that's what your major is it's like an umbrella and so there's lots of jobs that will sometimes fit under certain yeah. majors so that's another thing to look mm -hmm. at too just a plug for talent search if you have any questions about your future we're here to help <laughs> um, about majors how to research these things with colleges but i'll give you a local example of what mr terrence was saying and lauren about making sure that your school has your major so let's think about pharmacy okay so we know that famu has the most popular pharmacy school in this area and in very very popular throughout the whole country honestly mm -hmm. so you have to remember this if you want pharmacy one day in your life okay you know that if you want that that's going to be something that family offers okay you cannot find pharmacy at florida state now you could find prerequisites maybe and then you might branch off to another area of medicine because they have a whole medical school right. so you might decide to do something different but if you want to be a pharmacist you can't just wish it to happen at florida state it's not going to be there right. but you will know that because you'll research it and when you put in pharmacy, you won't see it on the list. Mm -hmm. So you will be able to know. And then you can look and even put pharmacy schools in the South, mm -hmm. you know, or pharmacy schools in California, because you're going to go live out there with your dad and family after you graduate high school. OK, so these are just some of the things that you can help you with that search. And what's the one resource that we have that they can go online for the virtual job shadow if they have no idea what major job that they're yes what's that called? so if you use our website so if you um google our website or send us an email to ets at tcc.fl.edu we have a virtual job shadow which is a great online resource with um different videos about jobs but also checklists and about colleges and the majors the yeah. past how much they cost you can even pull up three on the screen you know maybe ucla mm -hmm. fsu and clark atlanta and look at them next to each other how many students about how many male and female how many 
do they have a certain major that you want? Do they have dorms at the school? Do you have to live off campus? And it kind of helps you figure out what schools are a good fit. And then the last main point that we're going to talk about is basically just what is a reference letter or a letter of recommendation? Okay, so a letter of recommendation is basically a letter written by a mentor or a teacher, um, basically telling a college what type of person you are. One thing that I would recommend is be very respectful to all your teachers because I didn't know about recommendation letters until I was in 11th grade, but thank God I was thankful. <laughs> I was very thankful that I was very respectful. Mm -hmm. So I got all my recommendation letters. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what they are. And uh, Zoe, you know, so Zoe is, like I said, she's in school currently. So we love her voice on here. But she's telling you fresh off the presses. First, as Mr. Terrence and I, it has been a minute, not that many minutes, but it's been a minute <laughs> since we did it. But she is right. Um, these recommendation letters, again, you have to remember that colleges get thousands of applications, even the smallest one. OK, many people are excited about wanting to go to college, even from out of the country. Okay, so when you just say what your name is, that does not mean anything to them. Right. It helps them, of course, when you maybe put, you know, your city and your state, and they can figure out you're from Chattahoochee. They can figure out, hey, that's rural. You're you're a male from Chattahoochee, but they still don't know enough about you. Well, the SAT or ACT, so that will help a little bit because it'll, it'll they'll be able to compare you with others and say strong score, you know, middle score, right. not strong score. Okay, that your essay gives you a voice to finally say hey, I play sports and I also volunteer at my church and uh, my mom's a single mom and she works a lot, but we make it work in my family. And then that teacher or that mentor recommendation, that's the last piece. And that is saying like, I back up this student. Yes, they've been at this high school three years. I've seen them on the playing field, but they also kept their grades up. You know, they've never been on academic suspension for anything. Um, I noticed that they come to school on time and that they are at school and they've gotten some attendance awards. So then now you really stand out to that school because you checked off all the lists. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't want the school to have to be guessing about you. And so most students, when you're really, you know, you're a senior and you're mature now and you're ready, look for that, that past teacher or someone that really knows you who can speak well about you. And make sure too, like, when you're in college, I remember when I was giving tours here at TCC, one of the biggest things we talk about is making sure even in college that you're still having those good relationships with your professors because you're still going to need even more so than getting into college. You're still going to need letters of recommendation, getting jobs after you've uh, graduated college, applying to a master's program, applying for a work study, applying for an internship, no matter what it is, but also in college, just make sure you are also having those good relationships with them it applies just beyond applying to college very true and i'll just plug our program again <laughs> um we love our seniors and working with them and so yes we have written recommendations for our seniors because we know them well we work with them we know their work habits and their work ethic that's another way that we could also help you out and kind of just to wrap up today's thing since it is december we just have a fun little trivia question for you guys um, do you know how many sides a snowflake has? All snowflakes have the same amount of sizes. Well, I was about to say my interesting thing was I know they say that no two snowflakes are the same, but I do not know how many sides that yeah. means. So it means that all snowflakes have at least six sides. Six sides. Which I thought was interesting because even when it's the small ones, you wouldn't think necessarily six sides, but just a fun little winter December trivia fact. 
Thank you, Miss Lauren. I appreciate that. You know, I, you know, you know me. I would have had trivia that the whole entire thing, but one is just enough. <laughs> I'm learning to back it up. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for listening to this podcast. Like I said, over the break, maybe listen to this when you're in the car driving somewhere, when you're relaxing at home, share it with a friend. It's free to just share the link. Um, and we look forward to you joining our podcast session in January.